Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? I will tell you that I had my cool, proud, I papa, I made it moment. You know, when you're a dad and you have a kid, I'm going to tell you right now, what all dads picture is coaching their son in Little League. Like 100%. We're like, we're going to have kids. I get to coach Little League. Like that is it. For yes, for the rest of the people that think it's football and nurse work, whatever, we're not talking to you. Baseball, the American dream, the national, you know, our national pastime. And yesterday for the first time, I got to fulfill this dream. I am the t-ball coach for my kids t-ball and I got to be the coach. So we get all these little four and five year olds together, which has the attention span of a gnat and they, we're going to get them all together. So we get, we get them set up and they're all playing catch, running around, chasing butterflies, picking daisies, all this stuff. And I said, okay, it's 430 guys. Let's start. Everybody get on the line between home plate and third base. And I got this look from 11 little kids. I want, oh, we don't know. Okay. This is home plate right here. This is third base. We're going to make a line right here. Did not register. The lights were on. Nobody was home. You could tell all the kids were clueless. I said, okay, somebody stand right here and face that direction. Point kid runs up. I said, okay, next person stand here. Next person stand here. We did this all for 11. All are all in a row looking good. We're all in symmetry. I stand in front of them and I say, put your baseball gloves down right in front of you. And 10 kids put their baseball gloves down in front of them. And one kid thought I said, throw it like a grenade because he takes his glove and just flings it across the whole <laughs> baseball park in the middle of nowhere in a never, never land. And I was like, well, you do you, I'm not going to deal with this. So we do the warm up, which, you know, moving the arms and we start twisting and all that stuff. And I said, all right, guys, now we're going to run the bases. I want to see who knows what. So can everybody point to first base? Four out of 11 kids pointing to first base. The rest of them looked at the community and went, oh, it must be that direction. And next thing I know, within five, 10 seconds, I have 11 kids pointing to first base. I said, good, that's first base. Where's second base? Three or four kids point. The rest looked at them, cheat from their friend, and then they point to second base. I'm like, all right. Now, where's first base? All kids point to a different base other than first base. And I said, no, 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 first base. Finally, everybody points to first base. I said, okay, we're going to run. From home plate, we're going to make a line behind home plate, and we're going to run to first base. Okay, guys? You guys everybody ready to run to first base? Run to first base. Go. The kids heard. There's a bomb scatter. That's what they heard. Because the kids started running towards center field, third base. One ran to the dugout. And then four or five kids ran to first base. And I realized that as a father... What I really wanted was to coach the majors in Little League, not T-ball and caps. I wanted the ones where they were pitching to themselves and they could figure out how to play the game. That's what I was looking forward to. So I jumped the gun, but I'm going to you know, put in my dues and I'll be the T-ball coach. I'm sure I have plenty more stories to share with you throughout the season. All right. Without further ado, I have begged this lady to come on here. She's been a mover and a shaker in the sign industry for quite some time. I want to say thank you very much for coming on to the show. Uh, this is Alexandra Lung, uh, known as Alex throughout the industry. She's been on ISA Elite, so everything else. And then she has her little tag sign, the sticker lady. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes. And the sticker lady sounds like bag lady and you're killing me with that name <laughs> because the sticker lady is like, mm, no. But your knowledge is way past that. You've been in this industry for how long? Uh, just about 17 years. Yeah, that is that is not just yesterday. That has been a long time. You know, every time I say 17 years, I'm like, man, when did I get so old? That's <laughs> <laughs> like longer than I was in high school, plus five. Now, you know, they started playing some of the music I played in high school at the grocery store the other day. And I was like, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. <laughs> was it the oldies channel? 
No, it's not the only <laughs> channel. <laughs> but uh, you've been in the industry for 17 years. Now, ironically, you were from here. You were from San Diego where you were born. So I was born in North Dakota. I came out. I came to San Diego after college. Okay. Um, I wanted to experience a big city. Gotcha. And, and you got all rough and tough here in San Diego. Went back to North Dakota. Yep. Gotcha. All right. And so, uh, so I, I went back to visit over the 4th of July. I got all the feels back home. You know, all your friends are there. Everything's mm -hmm. going on. I ended up shipping all my things back. Um, and my boyfriend at the time's boss got me a job at a sign shop. Ah. And so it begins. And so it begins. And it and as we all, we always call it, we always laugh at the sign industry is the mafia. Once you're in, you can't get out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I started weeding vinyl. Like mm -hmm. I would say 95% of us that had gotten sucked into this world. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, we had an old, the whole back of the shop that we're in now was a dirt field before we asphalted it. And uh, all the signs that we would take down, we would just throw over on the side. Because if you took all the neon guts out of it, you could recycle the aluminum and actually make some money. So when I turned 16, I was not waiting vinyl. I was out recycling. And that was the first year of my life recycling old crappy signs. I, th I think I pissed my dad off in another life because that was a horrible job. <laughs> And in the middle of winter, aluminum's cold. I don't know if anybody knew that. It's freaking cold. And uh, yeah, not, not the best. What is a cold winter in San Diego? Ouch. You're going to go there. As soon as I said <laughs> that, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. No, we don't have negative 60 like you guys had. Uh, the newest invention, I think, that's pretty cool is the uh, battery heated jackets and gloves nowadays. You put a, your like Milwaukee or Dewalt battery pack in your pocket and it keeps your gloves warm or your, your coat warm. I do not own any of that stuff, but I would definitely buy stock in that product <laughs> if I lived in the North Dakota. Oof. All right. So one of the things that I, I, I love about you and inspired by you was you sent an infamous email to Lori with uh, the sign, you know, International Sign Association. And if you could walk us through what that email said to Lori. Sure. Um, I was a super passionate about the sign industry. Uh, I noticed there wasn't a North Dakota Sign Association, and um, I just thought, you know, what good does it do for me to be a part of a sign association in a state that I can't get to without flying? It doesn't really have a direct impact on the area that I'm in. And um, and then, too, I was super passionate about the rap world and thought that it was really undervalued on how much um, ROI wrapping vehicles has for the commercial market, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the sign world. So I saw that Lori happened to be from North Dakota as well and um, shot her an email and just saying, hey, Lori, I see you're from the home state. And um, these are some of the things that I'm passionate about and wondering if you could direct me in the path that could help get me there. I like it. So basically, why am I a part of this? I'm not going to be a part of this. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I'm going to go in, I might as well go all in on that. <laughs> not many people do that. Let me tell you right now. That just separated you from most of society. They'll check a box and they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm here. I've did it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and then that's it. They actually don't get involved. So I'm pretty impressed that you, you're making that jump and making that leap. And with that email, what came from that? Um, so Lori's first off super great, emailed me back right away and uh, a little hoorah to the, to the North Dakota area. And um, she's from a town called Minot, which is right by an Air Force base. And so we chatted a little bit about that. Um, and then she introduced me to a group called the RAP Task Force. And um, it's a group of just really awesome humans in the rap world that um, 
they strategically put together to try to influence um, other rap businesses or have a, a footprint in the rap community. Now, I will say, and I will, I will painfully admit, I had never heard of the rap task force until just today when you and I were talking right before the podcast. Can you tell me about that? What is that? Sure. Um, I believe that there are seven, maybe eight of us, uh, led by Craig Campbell mm-hmm. uh, from the ISA. And so we recently put on or we, we teamed up with the Rap Institute and did the Rap Summit. Um, and so basically what we do every time we meet is talk about um, what disruptors are possibly going to come to the rap industry. How do we help the rap industry grow in the right ways? Um, where could where could the rap industry use some support um, from the community and from ISA. And uh, so we recently had the Rap Summit in Miami, which was just a beta event. We plan to have this event now yearly. And um, getting getting rap businesses together, not just talking about what's new and what's coming out as far as materials, because you can see that at the ISA show and other mm-hmm. shows, but really talking about business. Like how, do you, how do you put money on the bottom line? How do you know there's money in your bottom line? How do you delegate to, uh, to elevate, I guess? Um, yep. You know, those types of business practices that maybe you don't typically get from just, you know, browsing a show here or there. You know, I just want to take a second to tell you that this podcast was created for education and to affect your bottom line. The only thing I ask in return is you share it, you like us, you comment on it, uh, give us some feedback and tell us that we're doing a good job. That really helps make this podcast grow a little bit. So if you can uh, do your end, we'll keep bringing you more information and a lot more knowledge. That's it's funny that as as a rap and I'm and you, when you say rap, I'm going to guess vehicle rapping. For the most part, I mean, it, I think it encompasses vehicles, storefronts. I mean, nowadays you can rap about anything. It feels like so uh, we wrap channel letters from time to time. Mm-hmm. So okay, so basically uh, all vinyls, all different substrates, everything you can to make that pop, make it show, make it glean more where people are going to catch your eye. You're going to get more advertising dollars put into your customers' pockets. You know, yep. That's the end result. Correct. Uh, in the way of the vehicle wraps, you, know, you were talking about a client that you helped with their rebranding, rebrand all their commercial vehicles, and now he's known for his symbol. Yes. And and he's known. So when you said wherever he drives, people can see that symbol, know exactly what his product and business is about. Correct. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's um. I there's a there's a gentleman in the industry, um, Dan Antonelli with Kick Charge. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Um, if you haven't, worth googling. He's really great at branding. He does more of the service industry, like plumbing and electrical, I believe, but um, has a very distinct look, and that's that's what he comes in and, and just does a complete complete rebrand. And it's it's just wild. Um, the numbers of the, the return on your investment for say, if it's effectively wrapped, mm-hmm. not all wraps are created equal. No, not at all. I, I will say ours, I give a C minus two on our truck. It is, <laughs> it is blue. It has our name on there and that's about it. There's no imagery. There's no, well, look at that. You just kind of glance over like, yeah, integrated science. Got it. And you just move right on back. So now that we've wrapped it, when I look at it, I go, I could have done better. So I, I couldn't agree more. I hate to say that I'm on the losing side of that. All raps are not created equal. Um, so you did the rap task force. And on top of that, you also did ISA Elite. Yes. And are, that was, are you a past member? Are you current? Uh, past member. Past member. Too okay. old now. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and what was the ISA Elite? Because I've heard about this quite a bit. I've, I've seen it, you know, around here and there. But if somebody were to say, Aaron, Explain to me, I say elites, I couldn't be able to pull that off. Sure. 
I my like shortest answer is comparative to like a 35 under 35 in the rap industry and um I was with the, the coolest group the energy was so high it there's there's really nothing like being in a room with 34 other people that share your ambitions your drive your goals to not just see themselves succeed but see the industry as a whole succeed and um we all have a we all have a whatsapp uh membership or we're, we're all part yep. of the same group and so every single day it's there's there's stuff going on on can someone help me with permitting here can someone re uh, refer me to an led distributor for this or that or sending photos of just wacky jobs that they've come across and who can help me and it's like a matter of seconds and someone's got an answer for them mm -hmm. and uh it just goes to show when you get a lot of minds like that together across the country how fast you can collaborate and and do cool things. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of jealous. I want to be on that yeah, side now. It's so cool. It's 35. You Are you young so, enough? No, 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 no. I just turned 45. So no. Spring chicken days have left me. So the ISA elites, so the um, you gotta be under 35 to be a part of it. And then you uh, apply for it, they find you. Yeah, you have to be nominated. Um, I believe you can nominate yourself or um, somebody can nominate you. Mm -hmm. And if you nominate yourself, there needs to have a letter of recommendation from somebody else within Got it. the... Okay. And then I believe from there, they um, send them out to board members and et cetera to, to vote and pick and then... Mm -hmm. All right, so we got ISA lead. We got the RAP Task Force. We have your own sign company. You and your partners, you have yep. um, SignCo. Yep. And you have Signco, and then you're not fulfilled, are you? <laughs> no. Not even close, are you? That's the one thing that always cracks me. Every time we talk, yeah. you're like, what am I doing next? What's going on? And you, you literally are just ready to pounce on the next opportunity. Yep. And it doesn't sound like this is something that just started. This has kind of been who you are as a person. Yep. Yeah. You find, you find how to make the bottom line better. You find how to make the businesses uh, I, I guess you're a hater of inefficiencies. Yeah, 100%. Like inefficiencies make my <laughs> make my brain hurt. Yeah. So why go through all this stuff? I mean, why why be part of the ISA elites? Why be why be part of the RAP task force? What what's the end goal that you're trying to find? At the end of the day, I'm just super passionate about helping people, helping businesses, helping um, fuel success, helping fuel positivity. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing more painful for me than watching someone fail that I could have helped succeed. And so for me on the, in the, in my sign company, it's how do I, you know, how do I in, make processes better? How do I innovate? How do I add um, new uh, streams of revenue, things like that. Um, on the sticker lady side of things, it's how do I help someone just be better on business or how do I empower them to have the leadership skills that they need to take the next step? It, the leadership, you know, it's so funny how it comes back to that all the time. And you always hear about leadership, leadership, and you're like, okay, well, I told somebody what to do, so I'm a leader, right? Maybe on like a 5% scale, but a true leader is an innovator that says, follow me. I'm leading the pack. Let's go this direction. If it falters, don't worry. It's my fault. And a lot of people just don't have that. Yeah, I see a lot more managers and leaders. And mm -hmm. I've always uh, made it my point that I want to be a leader, not a manager. Yep. Um, I don't want to dictate people. I want to excite them and get them moving in the right direction. Um, it's not fun for me if someone hates their job. Like the, what's the point? You know, you can't you can't beat someone into liking what they're doing. So trying to figure out what makes them tick, what's what's their favorite thing to do, and 
getting someone doing what they love doing, I mean, everybody wins. Now, you, you with, with Sinco, you did not have a lot of turnover recently. It's all the same employees, but you still chose to do a personality test. Am I correct in saying so? Yep. Okay, so we already have, you already have a group. You're already working in kumbaya status, <laughs> and you're like, let's personality test this thing and make sure we're still dialed in. Walk me through that. Yeah, uh, we're doing the working genius, and I really just wanted to I wanted to see where my whole team was at. Um, I wanted to make sure everybody was in the roles that would be the most successful for them or their personality type. And, um, you know, we team people up often to go out to job sites to tackle big projects. And if we tackle two starters, when we or put two, two starters on a job where we could have a starter and a finisher personality together, how much better could that go and how much more enjoyable could the process be if, you know, the starter had help and the finisher had help? Um, and uh, just applying that throughout the whole company on who who can we team up to most effectively do the work and also enjoy it. You know, if you put if you put two starters on a job that's going to take a lot of work to finish, they're probably going to sit there for a while and stare at the wall and, and wonder, okay, how, how are we going to do this? How long is it going to take? Where if you had the starter and the finisher, the finisher's like, all right, let's go. Let's let's get going. What are we waiting for? I, I could, I, I will tell you honestly, and I'm sure everybody that's listening right now, if you already had a team and you didn't hire anybody new in the last year, would you put everybody through a personality test? I'm going to bet that you're thinking in your head no, because that's what I'd be thinking is no. Isn't That's why. It's a waste of time. We're already, we're already working. But what did that uncover for you? A ton. I, um, I had some premonitions or, or preconceived ideas of what some people were, and it, it confirmed that. But then also it, sh- it showed me um, – some areas that I maybe didn't think that they they were going to be proficient at. And it opened up an opportunity of, oh, wow, well, I could move them here and they'd probably find more enjoyment since, you know, the, the working genius has your your genius um, and then your middle two and then the, the lowest two. And the lowest two you should probably stay away from, but the competencies, the middle one. Um, there was, there's so many areas that were still surprises that I had no idea that now I can take that and say, hey, how would you feel about taking doing this little bit extra or maybe shifting you this direction and maybe we can make their, their work life more enjoyable and our efficiencies better. I, that's, that amazes me. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous that you thought of this before I did. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely going to put this into the path of both companies, Square Coil and Integrated. And I want to see, you know, what comes of it, just what is, what's the personality test, what comes of it and see where we're at. Never, I really, I, I mean, as much as I hate to say this, I got to be honest here. I never thought about saying, hey, we're doing well. We got some kumbaya status going on. But at the same time, what if my designer was in project management? What if my project manager was back in design and this and this and move and remove the pieces? It might make him clear picture that I never thought was possible. You know, if everybody comes in with a smile on the face, as far as I'm concerned, I check the done box <laughs> and I move on with my life. You know, and you were like, this is good, but is it great? And that was a great litmus test for your company of, let's just test you know if it all comes back where i thought it was then great no one moves all all happy dory I, I basically have a a second opinion so to speak on the organization of your company yeah i feel like it also helps on um my communication methods with my staff as well if i understand what you know how they take a little bit more i know how to approach it from a little different angle you know talking about the starter versus finisher if um if my staff is more of a finisher and i'm getting on their case for not knowing where to start and constantly you know wasting time just staring at the wall well now now i understand going into it all right listen i understand this isn't your strong point let's talk about this before you go so instead i'm prepping them for the job instead of chewing them out afterwards because it took too long 
Mm. I mean, you have kids, I have kids. That that works a way better. That works way better to kind of lead them at the beginning versus route beating them at the end. Yeah, they just stare at you like, Yeah. what are you even talking about now at this point? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and with kids, you know, they have that five-minute roll. It's out the window and they have no clue what you're talking about. Sorry, different topic, changing tunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love it. I really do. I love that whole thought process and, and, and getting the second opinion without having to pay the crazy consulting, you know, because some people come in and we'll revalue your company and redial it in, but they got to live it and breathe it for months. Mm-hmm. And that usually comes with a hefty paycheck. And sometimes they're going to come back and go, you're doing a great job. You're like, really? That's what yeah. I paid you for? <laughs> Uh, and this is a great litmus test that's not a lot out of pocket and doesn't bring your company down. But I, I just think it's great. I couldn't say enough good things about it when you brought it up and we're talking about it. Uh, just really, really good idea. The future. What, where do you see yourself? This is an interview, so I'm not going to say where you see yourself <laughs> in five years. But I want to ask, where do you see yourself going with all these different you know, connections that you have and what's going to happen there? I would say in the last five years, it's been so wild that at where life has taken me that if I try to predict five years from now, it's probably unsuccessful. I'll probably end up in all kinds of areas that I didn't even know were a possibility at that mm-hmm. point in time. Um, but for right now, my my end goal has been kind of moving into the sticker lady consulting side of things, um, more of leadership training and thing, empowering those in the sign world to, to lead better, um, to understand business a little bit better. Um, you know, I spent about a year just really focusing on what is – what is going to make me happiest? Like where, what could I do forever and not get tired of? And um, unfortunately for everybody that's big into the the, the big sign side of things and the, the boom trucks and the service, I could do without that. It's not my favorite. So that <laughs> wasn't, enough, that wasn't enough. my forever. What could I do that um, I can retire and do and not feel like I wanted to retire? Like that's, that's what I could do as a retirement. And so um, the consulting was really where, uh, where my heart went is I just really at the end of the day find the most fulfillment from helping so we are kindled spirits in that in that regard. And I will honestly say that it was funny because you and me both kind of picked apart some of the inefficiencies at the restaurant we were at. And we're kind of looking at that going, this could have been, that could have been. And we just kind of laugh at each other because at the end, even though it sounds like we're nitpicking and bitching, really we're just like, you could have more money to your bottom line and you could have offered a special, you could have done something else. You could have been more wealthy. You could have given bonuses to your employees if you had done these little tricks. And so you and I see the world in that way. And... You know, as much as my um, my fiance looks at me sometimes and goes, would you shut up and just enjoy the moment? <laughs> it's really hard to turn that brain off. 100%. Yeah, it is. And so for you to say, okay, if this is where my brain is 24-7, I might as well meet people that can help them hit their bottom line and help them grow. Um, we see it all the time in Square Coil. Uh, people come to us all the time and say, hey, we run into the software. And we say, well, we do costing. Let me show you. And they go, well, we don't do costing. No, we don't care about that. I know, right? Yeah, crazy. Our, both of our heads are all like, there's just, how, what, no. Why, why would you spend time doing something that you don't know makes you money? Yeah. You'd be chasing your tail. You're really tired when you're done the end of the day, but you didn't yeah. get anywhere. Sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds horrible. And yet we're seeing that over and over again. So when you see that, obviously you're going to stand up and you raise your hand and be like, um, excuse me, we need help. We need, you need to get some help here. Um, I like to see you helping with that charge because a lot of people, you know, I hate to say it, but. They don't know what they don't know. Right. You know, it is, it's interesting. So I, I wish you all the endeavors and all the luck on that one. That's, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be rough, but it's going to be good. And, um, you know, luckily in the sign industry, there's no ego. So 
You don't got to worry about that. <laughs> no, none at all. Yeah, none whatsoever. <laughs> Might be a slow start for the sticker lady working through those, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say that you got one thing for you. You're female. You can smile and the guy's like, oh, okay. I walk I in know. as a guy, I'm like, this is wrong. They're like, you leave now. Like, I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's it's such a, for the longest time, such a male dominated industry that mm-hmm. I would show up to, to do people's signs or raps in the past when I had young in the industry and they'd be like, did they send the intern over today or who are you or what? You know, like you can't be the person coming to do my signs. But um, 17 years in, I feel like they're finally trusting me a little bit. Just a little bit, Just right? Just a little bit. Yeah. It's- I, I do laugh. I'm not going to lie. We're one of the few uh, barbaric industries that are still left. Yep. You know, and um, I started working at, with dad's shop in the 90s, in the early 90s. And um, I remember the crane truck coming back and they'd open the door and, and the empty beer cans would fall out of the crane truck. Heard stories as such. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's how it was. And the guys would come back, oh, it's got all done. We're good. <laughs> right. And then they'd sit out by the crane truck, finish the last of the six pack that they hadn't drank, and then get in their cars and drive home. And that was daily. That was normal. I'll never forget when California said you can't, you know, you can't do that anymore. Oh, the uproar from the install team back in the day. They're like, I wore my harness. What do you care? I was drinking. Yeah, exactly. I fell out of the bucket. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, it was it was those days. So oh, lots changed, but at the same time, a lot has changed. I think that's that's the cool part about business, right? Is, is mm-hmm. um, you can continue to innovate in specific ways, but it all comes back down to the same fundamentals, same foundations. It does. It really does. I'll give you that one all day long. And and for you and I, we couldn't agree more of the bottom line. If we're going to go to work, we make sure we're making as much money as possible so you can turn around and give it to whatever you want to. I mean, your, your, your team, your favorite charity, you know, whatever. But at the same time, last thing you want to do is spin your wheels and find out you're not being as efficient as you could be. 100%. And I, I don't want to make it sound like everything is about money, but at the end of the day, you know, taking care of your staff, making sure you talked about, you know, full pain mm-hmm. insurance for your staff, things yep. like that. You need money to pay for those things. And um, if you're going to cause stress and chaos within the shop to try to get all these things done, how terrible to know that you're going through all that at the end of the day. And Well, we actually didn't make any money on any of that. So everyone that was stressed out this week to try to meet these deadlines was just for fun. Yeah, it was all for naught. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the worst. That's the saddest. And I agree with you. You know, it does sound like all about the way in that time, but you're right. It, it's what it takes. It's what makes it spin around. You know, that was, it was a proud moment for me when I gave full medical to all my employees a year, year and a half ago and just said, it's hundred percent paid dental, hundred percent paid. Like we're just, we're not playing these games anymore. I think it's uh, awesome. Yeah. No, it was, it was a neat moment and I want to get more people to that status where they can, you know, that's, I mean, I, when I was younger, no matter what job I had, medical was paid. I thought it was just, a, that's what it was. And then when we got older, I was like, oh, that's not a guaranteed perk. Yeah, right. I had no idea. I was like, oh, this hurts. And so to, to take that back was, was pretty neat. Well, I wish you all the success um, that you have been so far. And I can't wait to watch your journey as you continue on with all this. Thank you for coming on and, and chit-chatting with us for a little bit. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You are welcome. And uh, for the rest of you guys out there, if you want to get a hold of Alex and learn more, um, there's Sanko. And then what what social media are you mostly on? Um, LinkedIn and Instagram, I would say, are the most. Um, okay. Instagram is the stickerlady.co and then um, LinkedIn. Cool. Find out more about that and all that she knows with the, with the RAPS, the RAP Task Force, and all that insight. I'm sure she's got some great knowledge for you. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.